Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. of Hard Factor, presented by the Barstool News Network. It is Tuesday, May 26th, 2020, and today is the first day that Hard Factor will be on Barstool XM Radio, uh, Sirius Power 85, uh, so that's going to be amazing. We're in the 11 to 12 a, 11 a.m. To, to noon Eastern coveted. spot, very coveted, coveted spot, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So now, the So podcast- what does that mean? What does that mean, Will? Um, it's huge. It means that it means that you can now listen to Hard Factor on your podcast app. You can also go to Sirius XM and listen to Hard Factor. Hard Factor is all over the globe. Is what I it think means. we're on Roku now too. Hey, yeah, you yeah. guys definitely stop what you're doing and get a Sirius subscription if you don't oh, already have one. But that's a great point, Mark. Starting today, this podcast today, you can watch it on the Barstool Roku app or the Barstool yes. Amazon or the it? Barstool Apple TV app. Hard What's Factor. Starting today, we're on all that and the new radio show. Uh, it's amazing. So, yeah. Pretty it's good. Amazing. That's too much of me, I have yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little concerned, too, Wes. I'm, I'm a little concerned myself. I think I people can never might get, get sick of us. You, Wes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Me too. Of Wes. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm, that's why I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, right. So, like Mark said, go sign up for it now. It is free through the end of May. So, go to uh, SiriusXM.com. And, again, we're Barstool Radio Power 85, that's the channel that we're going to be on 11 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Let me puff it up even more. Mm-hmm. Um, we have PFT on a good chunk of the first radio show today, uh, 11 to noon uh, on Sirius Power 85, mm-hmm. Barcelona Power 85. We also uh, we film it in the mornings. We get up super early for you guys. So we'll we do the podcast at night and Fresh. La- launch it. The, the radio show is going to be the news updated from the morning. So we'll have a little bit of updates. We'll do newer stories. Um, and also we have an extra section at the end where we're going to do different things each day. Today, we're starting our first ever hard factor debate. It's Wes versus Will. Will I'm sorry, versus it's Pat. Pat. It's Pat versus Will. It's popular, by popular demand, it's Pat versus Will. It was from a uh, five-star review, I think, or a voicemail. It was mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliantly conceived by a listener. We're going to have that on today's. And then every Tuesday from here on out on the radio, it's going to be listener debates. Right. So, so every Tuesday is Debate Tuesday. All fresh content. It's all going to yeah. be fresh content on top of the pack podcast. So no harm in listening to us here than going over to Sirius, Sirius and listening to us there. Uh, the videos, that will be recast. But if you want to see our ugly mugs doing all the talking, that's where you should watch us on video. So now that means that this podcast that you're listening to is going to be back under 40 minutes all the time. Commuter oh, let's length. Let's get going. Ooh, Commuter geez. length like we started, right? Exactly. Because according to our president of Barstool, El Prez, People need to get back to work. So that's what we're going to do. Bring this back down to commuter length. We're going to be on Sirius XM. Go sign up for the account. Okay, we've 
got Biden, Trump, Hong Kong, Kentucky, and Hitler somehow. Pat, get us going. Let's talk about the Democratic presidential candidate, Uncle Joe Biden, and his bizarre-ass appearance on the nationally syndicated radio show, The Breakfast Club. Uh, it was going to be a banner. He didn't, he didn't do that bad. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it was going to be a banner year at the Biden household uh, when it comes to his relationship with black voters. And Joe was ready to tell Charlemagne the God all about it on Friday morning. That was a breakfast club reference for those of you who were born uh, in the 90s and 2000s. Great movie. You should check it out. John Hughes. This uh, this was the interview, guys, where Biden said, quote, if you have a problem figuring out whether you were for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Yeah, shocked the Internet over the weekend. I feel like um, everyone that works on his campaign just has their bags packed like right before he goes into one of these appearances, just in case, like, you know, like an elimination round of like the bachelorette or some bullshit. Yeah, they got their bags packed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not a lot of job security. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. But like, what's the point of the campaign at this point? If he's just going to go out there and say shit like this all the time. Uh, all right, guys. Well, here's the thing. So that was the, that was the uh, shot heard around the Internet on Friday. But that wasn't even the thing. Like uh, he said that at the end of the interview, it wasn't really that impactful. It was kind of an off color comment. It was definitely an off color comment. But yeah. during the interview, it didn't really have weight because it was like the last thing he said. Let me give some context and and, and a better understanding of the entire interview. So uh, it was an 18 minute long interview. First and foremost, apparently there was some drama in the background about even getting this interview. Uh, almost every other Democratic candidate uh, had done the show. And the Biden camp uh, had at one point offered a black surrogate to take Joe Biden's place to go speak on the show in lieu of Biden. Um, But I guess they Mm. got it all worked out. And that freaked Charlemagne the God out because he came out and said, what the fuck's going on here? We've been trying to get this guy on and everyone's done the show. So finally, he did it. Uh, Charlemagne went at Biden about the Democratic Party, guys. Uh, That was the first point. He was saying that the Democratic Party seemingly taking the black vote for granted. And that led Joe on a somewhat bizarre tirade about he how he is Mr. Black people uh, pulling a lot of the same rhetoric that he did in the debates where he claimed to have been an integral part of every important policy or vote of the last decade. A la Al Gore's I Invented the Internet. He was all over that shit. Uh, he couldn't let anything come out of Charlemagne's mouth with him being like, yeah, I was there. I did that. I'm Mr. Black people. Uh, he also like took a really weird tone like, a, hey, man, like kind of like an urban tone. Oh, he was a little obviously way too comfortable saying shit like uh, like, you, you know, judging who is black and who isn't as an 80 year old white man. So, yeah, that's his tone. The Hey, Jack. It was fucking, but it was was a little urban. He was trying to urban (laughs) it up a little bit. Uh, Charlemagne pushed him on the crime bill in 1994, guys. So this was the bill that included the three strikes you're out policy and mandatory minimum sentencing. Uh, And in hindsight, pretty much ravaged the African-American community for two generations through its institutional racism. It's fucked up. Uh, Biden chose to champion the good parts of the bill uh, that he was a part of and chalk the bad parts up to the game. You know, hey, some part of the bill is good. Some part is bad. What are you going to do? Charlemagne then asked why he didn't choose to uh, own his part in the devastating legislation like Hillary Clinton had done when she did the show in 2016. uh, And that was when she lost the race when she said that she had hot sauce in her bag. Do you guys remember that same show? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, then they must, moved to like, why do they get so like intimidated into making stupid it, comments on this show? Pat, it's because it, it could have been other things besides the hot sauce, like the email. I think that was the turning point for her campaign. And her <laughs> like ability and yeah, married to the guy that did the three strikes. Yeah. It, anyway, the point is, this is the show where whiteies go on and act awkward. Uh, they covered weed guys. Mm-hmm. Biden said that he didn't want to legalize weed. 
because the results on, of the Trump. studies on whether weed affects long-term development of the brain still out. Jury's still out. Still Trump, out on that, well, huh? is, he, was, yeah. is he a smoker? Because maybe, is that, maybe it just ruined his brain. Maybe, maybe he is the study. It was bad, guys. Uh, no, Joe, Joe Biden is definitely not a weed smoker. I, no. I, I would stake everything on that. <laughs> You're absolutely Joe Biden right. is no not way. a weed smoker. So sometimes the mind goes without weed. So let us he, smoke it. He was telling a fucking uh, early 2000s rhetoric on waiting for the results of the weed study to get back. What a fucking yeah, uh-huh. idiot. Uh-huh. Guys, twice during the interview, Biden's handler, who, by the way, sounds like a 22-year-old intern that got uh, – <laughs> got upgraded to a paid position. Uh, he's like a little twerp boy. Twice during the interview, he tried to pull him off stage like it was amateur night at the Apollo. Like He chimed in like, our time is really up here. Uh, he finally ended the interview with the excuse that his wife, Jill Biden, had to go live. The guy came back on. He's like, okay, we really got to end this interview. And Joe was like, you're right. Jill's got to go live, which is fucking bullshit, honestly. How would Jill going live bump the, the Democratic presidential uh, nominee from fucking or presu- presumptive nominee from continuing. Oh, he's the nominee. And, yeah. And on a big show. Exactly. It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, nothing makes sense about the Biden campaign. Like, what is he running on? He's running on bringing back Obamacare, which the Supreme Court is about to make illegal in the fall anyways. So All right, really, well, we got 30 is, minutes. We don't need we don't need the right. whole the whole spiel. Just the saying, thing what is, the guys, fuck here's is he the thing. On? Does he have <laughs> anything besides raising taxes? Well, he's, he's, dem- he's a Democrat. Well, it doesn't matter. That's it. On, the only thing is it. I'm not Donald Trump. That's yes. it. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter. It. And guys, I didn't want to say it. I don't want to harp on the guy's mental ability, but it was a fucking mess. It's a mess. He's a mess. There's, you know, as, as someone who's voted Democrat a lot in every election, and I don't know who I'm going to vote this year, but I, I'm looking at Joe Biden like, what? I can't do this shit. It's like, nah. it's like this election is two shitty high-speed bullet trains bearing down on each other with America on the tracks. Let's move on. All right, guys. Yesterday was Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial Day is a day where everyone pays respect to all of our heroes who have tragically lost their lives through active military service by remembering them. A lot of people go to like cemeteries and stuff. It's also a day that typically marks the beginning of summer as schools have probably just ended, uh, depending on what state you are in. Uh, And because of that, it's like. It's literally second to Fourth of July in terms of uh, alcohol sales and outdoor partying at beaches, pools, and barbecues, and uh, parks. Parks and grassy areas tend to do really well on Memorial Day too. They get flooded by people, um, and you know who has the grassy area right outside their Capitol building? That's the bluegrass state. At every state, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Every state is correct, and, and it's in particular Kentucky. Kentucky does in Frankfort, Kentucky, and that was the scene of a protest led by Take Back Kentucky which should just be a band, but is actually a group of angry citizens uh, that don't want to be locked in their homes anymore. So Take Back Kentucky held a big uh, rally. It was a second. I, I mean, like, if you're going to have a name, though, Take Back Your State is a pretty good name for, like, they sound like people. They sound like an emo band. Yeah, it should yeah. be. Yeah, Kentucky, you can have it. Yeah. You can have okay. it. But they want it. They want it. Yeah, they, 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 they never lost it. Let's be honest. Oh, they lost it. They're not allowed to be they're, out. They're, it. Not, they're not allowed, allowed to be. They're not allowed out of their houses, Pat. That's what they're mad there about. Are two so. cities in Kentucky, Louisville, Lexington. They're 45 minutes away from each other. There's nothing other than that. They, they were fine. And Frankfurt, the capital. Yes. Right. Beautiful Frankfurt. OK. Mm. All right. Um, so they started a second. It started as a Second Amendment rally right outside the Capitol building, uh, and they got a decent sized group going there with a hundred people or so. So that at that point, once once they had the crowd, they really wanted to show off, I guess. Uh, and they started to get really worked up over the fact that the coronavirus was hindering their fun boy party boy outdoor lifestyles. Uh, so this is uh, 
Here's a quote from Pastor Chris Christman, one of the main rally guys. He said, this has been one of the biggest shams in world history. Grown men have been hiding in their homes, nearly wet in their pants over this invisible enemy that nobody sees. <laughs> Where is it at, huh? Let it come out and face us. I serve the one true and living God who conquers all enemies. Why should we give our freedom and our liberties up for such fear and propaganda and all the garbage that's coming out of Frankfurt today? So that speech, you know, riled them up. You know, when, Chris when, Christman, great name for, for it might be a Christman. man of God. Chris Christman, yeah, it might be Christman, uh, and Christman yeah. was not alone, right? He got them all wild up and riled up, and but he wasn't alone in his thinking. So the the group of angry people decided they would take the protest straight to the governor's mansion, where the plan was they were going to hand deliver a request for Governor Andy Bashir to resign. Uh, when no one came to the door to sign the resignation. Uh, the group got re- even more mad, and they returned to the Capitol uh, grassy area, at which point someone must have shouted, let's hang him! Uh, and that's exactly what they did, is they did an effigy hanging of the current governor of Kentucky right outside his family's home. Mm. So they, they, hung a, they hung like a fake person. As is uh, tradition. Watch out, yeah. Bashir. Yeah, they'll hang, they'll hang a notice. doll that looks like you. That Take back makes- Kentucky. You don't answer your door after that. No, you don't. Um, God bless the USA was played over the loudspeakers as the mock hanging took place. And a sign with six semper tyrannis uh, was uh, which means thus always to tyrants. Uh, and it's what John B- Wilkes Booth whispered before assassinating President Lincoln uh, was hung on the fake Bashir. So that's the slogan they were going with. You know, this is nothing. They should have put they should have put the um, they should have put the equivalent of the uh, the wax statue of the of Trump with the little dick outside of his house that now that's hardcore that's a little little that's something that'll scare you into opening the state up little dick statue is definitely more embarrassing than a fake (laughs) hanging up yeah Yeah. fake pillow hanging this is gonna do nothing this guy doesn't care it's the virginia state motto mark as well is it yep six Six separate tyrannus well that's pretty that's bad i guess i don't know i mean it's It's like it's like it's like the motto for like the fucking assassin, the worst assassin of all time. Um, as a strong defender of the First Amendment, I believe Americans have the right to peacefully protest, Mitch McConnell said on Twitter, because Mitch is from Kentucky. Uh, however, today's actions toward Governor Bashir is unacceptable. There's no place for hate in Kentucky. And taking it to the Internet, BJ Vaught said, what a bunch of wackadoos. Hmm. I agree. This guy's McConnell really, really said there's no place for hate in Kentucky. Yeah, that's what he said. That's awesome. Um, you can go to uh, uh, Take Back Kentucky's uh, Facebook page too if you're really into into them. That's Take it back. Yeah, get it. Get your Kentucky back. Yep. All right. Let's move on to uh, some non-U.S. news. Uh, we're going to go uh, right to Hong Kong. Looks like Hong Kong is back at the top of the list for uh, the worst places to live. You may remember the region which was is controlled. Uh, uh, by uh, China since 1997 after taking it back from the British it was previously the site of huge protests that went on for like 13 weeks last year. Uh, we, we, um, you know, conversed about them extensively on the show, uh, based around basically China wanting to make Hong Kong just like the rest of China suppressed. Um, so they wanted to pass an extradition bill that would make those who talk shit about the Chinese government and leader Xi, uh, to be eligible to be extradited to the mainland and faced, uh, their severe, severe punishment, certain they- torture, yeah. And, and whatever yeah. else, right? Yeah, leader, so pe- leader for life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. G. President for life. Dictator, authoritarian, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, whatever the government is over there. It's communist. Uh, the people uh, revolted and the bill was withdrawn. So the protests worked and uh, the one country, two system lifestyle the Hong Kongers hold so tightly onto was maintained. Uh, but we all knew Xi and the Communist Party were not pleased um, at this defeat. And now they are back. And it does not look like they're going to have, uh, you know, going to give in this time. So um, mm. the new security laws are taking direct aim at Hong Kong's civil liberties. You know, uh, uh, like I said, the ruthless.
socialist, dictator, authoritarian, whatever type stuff. So now Xi is basically going around the Hong Kong government, which caved last time, and using the National People's Congress to institute the new security laws. They haven't exactly been drawn out, but basically – it means if you protest, you're probably going to be shot is right. kind of what kind of the gist yeah, I'm getting. I mean, Hong Kong is a, is a difficult situation because like according I don't I, this is something I just say. I have no idea if it's actually true. According to the original treaty, I believe that it is China's property as of like now. Right. It's a lease, 97 so yeah. since 97. Uh, yeah. Since, no, since right? 97, but like, but like mostly right. Like it's going back to ownership of China. It's, fully it's like yes. sovereign anyways. Yes. Right? Eventually like in 2020. Two or twenty twenty four soon. Right, very but it's soon. just like yeah. an ex- it's just like a, a delay. It's like Correct. always it's, like, going- it's, it's delaying the inevitable. It's yes. the, China's China's not going to decide to not take over Hong Kong. Like you know, right? They're not going to be like, Chinese- you know what? Nah. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they always do the right tr- thing. They always try to trick you by naming something the people's, like the you know, like in this case, the National People's Congress. You're like, oh, people sounds well, good. Why? That's it's the, not good. that's all communists it's, do that. It's not good. It's just not good. You got to watch out for that. Well, mm-hmm. the CEO of Hong Kong didn't get the job done. Did they kill her yet? Lamb. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Lam. she's. Yeah, I think she she's was. Still... She was. She was supposed to get the Hong Kong people to to calm down and let no. China get. She's. She, she didn't do very good. No, she's the one that gave in, and that's she's she's in big trouble. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so they've already used tear gas against these new rising protests. Um, uh, pro-democracy Hong Kong government officials were dragged out of a committee hearing by communist members um, that was all over the news, um, who are no doubt I mean, jealous of Hong Kong's freedoms. I mean, I, I, I yeah. kind of well, think was, it looked like the Kumite in there. It was like yeah. very serious. The, the the like the mainland guys had this one ch- uh, Hong Kong yeah. uh, like dude just grabbed by the legs and arms like six of the of the politicians just dragged him out of the out of the whole thing. It was amazing. Frank yeah. Dukes. Uh, yeah. So if I was a betting man, I would uh, I would bet that, uh, you know, it's going to be a little more violent this time. And uh, they're not going to get away with, you know, they're not going to get their way this their, time. Right. It's, it, it's inevitable, like we we're saying. Yeah. So it's just like you're just watching. It's painful to watch. Right. Yeah. So that's that. What's going on with Hong Kong? All right. Let's move it on to election 2020 question mark. That's uh, you'll see what I'm saying. So if you're like me, you've been wondering how the fuck are we going to vote this year and what's going to be open to vote at? And also, are they going to have the conventions and the debates or are we going to be robbed of all election entertainment besides crappy live streams from basements and shitty campaign ads? I know I've been wondering that. Have you guys been wondering that? We need the debates. We need the presidential debates like we need air. Biden versus Trump on a stage is really what's keeping me to going right now. If nothing else, I feel like we're tuned into it because it's our job to be. But like not having the major media coverage of it, like really will disengage Americans. They'll even it, further. Right. Yeah. We already have shitty voting turnout. Well, we want it to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the voting front, uh, the House of Representatives is allowing remote voting for the first time ever in American history under Speaker Nancy Pelosi. While Mitch McConnell, uh, leader of the Senate, mocks it and questions its constitutionality on Capitol Hill. So. Uh, that's just uh, what's going on with the two chambers, the D's and the R's. So that sort of sets the stage. Uh, meanwhile, in Russia, Vladimir Putin has allowed for remote Internet-based citizen voting in their upcoming elections. So welcomes that, that, it. Right. Definitely <laughs> does. Something that the Democratic Party would likely want here in America as well. While at the same time, Trump is threatening to cut federal funding to states like Nevada and Michigan, who are planning to expand remote voting capabilities uh, in the face of the pandemic. So different strokes for different folks here. Uh, what do you guys think about remote voting? Do you care or not? And do you think it would be easier to rig it like Putin's opponents say? 
Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's easier to rig, but uh, a vote's mm-hmm. a vote. If everyone is allowed yeah. to do it and it's not rigged, then I think it's totally cool. But it is probably easier to rig. Yeah, that gets a little complicated. You're like, you know, should should a guy who's like in a wheelchair doesn't really have, you know, that's not paying attention to all this stuff have the same vote? Like, and not right. be, well, like, right. it gets, and it gets is, in is, all that it, shit. And is it him doing right. the vote on his phone, yeah. or is it right. his, or is know. it the person next to him? Yeah, Wait, yeah. Why yeah. Does this caretaker in the wheelchair because a care a caretaker could take advantage of someone that is not able to like yeah. you can vote on your phone work of course work a, work yeah. a phone or computer correctly right and I mean we're already we're already like so such a conspiracy theory like society like could you imagine all the shit that would come out if it was just all remote well, and I wonder how you can no one would ever like, think it's on the California is getting sued already yeah I don't have any problem going out with like hand sanitizer and a mask to go vote at a booth but I don't see how I would trust the results any less from internet voting that I already do from booth. I already think booth voting might be rigged. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. It's like, like, you're essentially well, just, you're doing the same the, thing you'd be doing at home, just in a booth. You, you that's give the what vote, I'm saying. You walk away. Everyone already thinks the booth voting's rigged. So you're adding like another layer. Another layer that. of shadiness. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the, <laughs> the idea of the olds. Like, I love the idea of, of Congress, the olds in Congress, like struggling with it, though. Because it's like you can't. Come on. Congress oh, yeah, they are, well, yeah, right, but, right. The, but the they're afraid of change. And they're like scrambling to figure out how to do remote votes. Is pretty it's going to be a full day activity Text. for some of those Text people. Text it in. Yeah. What did you do today? I spent eight hours figuring out how to fucking it vote. How to one yeah. vote. Yeah. Yeah. Can one. I get one of those buttons installed in, in my home office? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we'll, we'll see how that, whether that goes with this remote voting. I mean, it's, it's more, to become, more, to, more to come for sure on that. And uh, as far as the debates, guys, Donald Kong and Joe Zilla, both claim they're excited to debate one another. So I'm hoping we get all three. You know, that would be nice. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news here on that front, the DNC is supposed to be in Milwaukee in August. CNN is already pulling out of their rental agreements for local broadcasting in Milwaukee, meaning you can pretty safely assure yourself it's not going to be happening on time there. Uh, and on the RNC front, Trump is threatening to move the convention to another state if Democratic governor uh, of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, doesn't allow, quote unquote, the arena in Charlotte to be packed to capacity for the RNC. So we'll see what Governor Cooper does there. He's up for reelection and said that he's happy he has three months to figure it out. So uh, <laughs> basically a non-answer. To Why not pack criticism. it? What's wrong with what's wrong yeah. with packing it? I don't get it. Coronavirus. This is uh, my, uh, uh, my July, by then three months. Yeah, yeah. My, July, my July 13th cruise was officially canceled. Uh, by Royal Caribbean. Oh, so really? Almost every so, almost every major yeah. event through the end of July has been canceled by businesses. So, so far, so yeah. baby pulls for me. I'm getting like an extra stimulus package back because I already fully paid for it. So I'm getting some money back, which is nice. And I'm just gonna be in the baby pool. If anyone wants to road trip with me to Port Aransas, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be officially becoming a passive American uh, probably yeah. next week. So I'm just watching this 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 disaster roll out in front of us, guys. Let's just Pretty yeah, let's get more passive. Let's not be like taking it to the internet. Justin Moore on Twitter, <laughs> who is responding to the North Carolina uh, uh, Trump uh, thread, and he says on this one, I agree. I want them packed in like cattle, well within respiratory droplet with viral load range, and then it's a picture of the uh, don't tread on me snake on a ventilator. Oh, uh, uh, dying. So Justin Moore is a dick. But don't worry. He says in his bio Whoa. to take his tweets with a grain of salt. So maybe he doesn't really want all Republicans to die. But he just says that on Twitter. And you should take it with a grain of salt. Just so. kidding. He does. Yeah. <laughs> the, snakes, the snake could recover. 
Yeah. You don't know. All right, guys. We got fine. 15 minutes for the second yeah. round, boys. Let's apparently, uh, apparently, allegedly, potentially, Adolf Hitler had an alligator named Saturn for some reason, and that Nazi gator motherfucker died this week at the age of 84 years old in a communist Moscow zoo. Why was this bigoted alligator allowed to live out its life in Russia? Good question. That's Good beyond question. me. Leave it to the Russians, I guess. Apparently, guys, Saturn survived the 1943 bombing of the Berlin Zoo, which, for those of you guys who aren't history buffs, was a strategic air raid meant to ensure that the authoritative animals within its walls were never allowed to spread their hateful and fascist viewpoints to the rest of the animal kingdom. Uh, the Moscow Zoo, guys, I want to point out, has never confirmed whether this reptile fascist was, in fact, a member of Hitler's army of exotic animals. But ah. they did confirm that he was an asshole, saying, quote, he was fussy about food. And if he didn't like something, he'd gnaw on concrete decorations. Now you got to keep your eye on the whole city of Moscow. Yeah. I, after after allowing this gator to be there for that long. He only associated <laughs> with the albino alligators. Yeah, he was a bigot, no doubt about it. Guys, mm -hmm. I hope they turn this motherfucker into boots and then give them to a septic tank repairman of Jewish descent. Taking it to the Internet, guys, for a different <laughs> perspective. Roy W. says, just like many of the other Nazi monsters, they fled the German homeland. They call it the Reichstag in favor of South America or Russia to sell their secrets and personally prosper good riddance. And to that, Ash Raymond says, it's just an alligator, Roy. Yeah, it's just an alligator. Uh, that's kind of how I feel. Wow. Just Roy. an alligator. No, right. I'm, with, I'm with Roy on this. Look, this is like, a, this is like the end of a bad <laughs> horror movie. You let Hitler's alligator live, and yeah, then you come don't on. do anything come about on. it? That's bullshit. You got to give me a break. You got to kill the alligator immediately. Hitler you don't was let so any of Hitler's hateful. shit. Yeah. Hitler was so hateful that he was he trained his alligators to be hateful or yeah, transferred exactly. to his alligators. Yeah. I wonder if he didn't want, that, alligator. want that alligator killed. You better believe that say. alligator was sitting there trying to evolve hard the whole time so it could fucking carry on Hitler's will. I'm glad that fucker's dead. Yeah, mm -hmm. fuck that alligator. All right, guys. Mm -hmm. Good news. Good news for beard owners. Uh, yeah, there's a new study that says beards are good. And I'm not talking about the study conducted in, in Queensland by Tessa R. Clarkson with over 900 American women who overwhelmingly found men with beards to be more attractive and dominant physically and socially. I'm not here to dwell on the past, guys, of all the way back in January 2020 when that study came out where women wanted to be with men with beards for long-term relationships because uh, mm. they're so damn handsome. Um, we were riding we high back then, right? We don't dwell on the past here. we got to move forward. Look, I move forward to the mustache from the beard, and I got to tell mm -hmm. you, personally, feel like it's an upgrade. Okay, nine hundred nineteen. Feel that way. Nine hundred nineteen American women would disagree, but wow. uh, <laughs> this, this story is about a new study that shows that having a beard is like wearing a permanent helmet for the jaw, uh, and that beard owners can absorb more blows to the head. Because the beard may have evolved to do that, to serve as protection. Um, so the study was published in the recent edition of the journal Integrative Orga Organa Organism Organismal Biology. A real Organismal. Fun Orga Organismal Biology. They have that in my doctor's office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A real fun publication for those who aren't familiar. It's, it's basically Mad Magazine. So, yeah, what a hoot. Uh, the scientists <laughs> found that peak force of a blow to the jaw was 16% greater and total energy absorbed was 37% greater in full beards compared to not, not full beards. And they said the tufts of hair uh, acted as shock absorbers that dispersed the energy generated by a punch just enough to prevent uh, jaws from fracturing where people without beards would get fractured jaws. So uh, 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 it basically beards like a cup for the jaw. Uh, it hmm. spreads the pain around instead of absorbing it straight in the testicles. 
Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, I, you know, no wonder was, hockey hockey players wear beards. A hundred percent, because those guys are the toughest motherfuckers on the planet. So you know how like uh, people that wear sunscreen, like you're supposed to wear sunscreen when you walk out the house every day, but none of us fucking do. Because one of the signs of aging is if you get too much sun on your face, when you're rocking a beard, dude, you're essentially just wearing a protective covering that's preventing your face from getting burned like your whole life. So like at 50, you shave, you're looking like you're 45. I'm spending a lot of time with Ray Baker these days, and I'm putting I am applying the SPF 20. It also takes pounds off. I don't I don't covers the um, double chin. Mm-hmm. I don't put on sunscreen. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, re- and they also <laughs> researchers even concluded that the beard kind of functions similarly to the mane of a lion. So basically, it's just like just really peacocking with the lion mane. Um, it, lets, protects- it lets your lady know that she's got to go get food for you. Yeah, just protects you from uh, mm-hmm. dying, essentially, from uh, lethal attacks. That would attacks be amazing like- if it worked yeah. like that. Oh, right. Man. You just well, I lay on my bed like a lion all the time. Just like chilling. Hunt. Yeah, you go hunt. Um, there is it's almost perfect for beard owners. There is some bad news. Uh, close to forty percent of beards hold disgusting bacteria and harmful pathogens, so not great there. Uh, wash your beards, everybody. Right? You know what they yeah. say: wash yeah. your beards. Well, yeah. if you have facial hair and you're not washing it, you're living in you're living in like sixteen hundred. You got to be washing your facial hair regularly, like wash actively it. washing it, wash actively it. every day. But like I, getting like, in the shower, like, that takes as, care. Like, of it, like right? as soon as this show's over, I'm gonna go wash my beard. You, you shampoo your, your hair, hair. You shampoo and your, your beard. Yeah. yeah, once a week, Pat. That's what I do. Thanks. Yeah, you don't okay. necessarily have to do it every day. No. All right, guys. Pixar uh, is making some different news. The studio that is famous for such classics as Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Cars, and many others is releasing a, sh- a short that is getting the attention of uh, no doubt Mike Pence and other possibly closeted evangelical homophobes. Uh, the title of the new short is Out. And is Pixar's first film featuring a gay lead character by the name of Greg. So now I watched the short preview on it's called uh, Out. Wait, it's uh, called, called so it's about out. it's about out. being gay. This yes. is bad for yeah. Greg's in the South. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess full, I can already see Mike Pence's reviews. I wish it was in. Yeah. I I'm wish sure it was in. It, it would be <laughs> his review would, uh, couldn't get through it. So oh, uh, yeah. So I watched the short preview on the film, and it looks like, and I guess it is, just a film about a man, Greg, who appears to be very masculine-looking, an outdoorsy type. He's got a red beard, one of those ice fishing hats on, who is going to come out to his parents about his relationship with Manuel and um, when they come to visit. So uh, this guy's dad looks like Paul Bunyan and uh, stereotypically like the last person you want to come out to. So he hides his I, picture. I figured that was the premise. Yeah. The, dad, the dad's <laughs> upset. The dad's enormous. Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. And like, just yeah. Who's the bottom? Who's upset. the top? I, Manuel or Greg? What's that? Who's the Manuel, bottom? Or the top. Manuel? Manuel is the bottom for sure. Okay. Well, I, the- you know, this is just upsets me uh, in general that this is Pixar's choice for their first movie that's going to have a gay lead. Like, honestly, your first gay lead is going to be the coming out like cartoon. Just why don't, why can't it just be a regular cartoon and then well, you yeah. do like the educational stuff later? I don't understand. Oh, it's, Will, are you saying it's a short. he's just gay? You don't you don't need to make it about coming out. No, like, the short, I'm just the gay short is about we coming past out. That? Yep. Like, exactly. Just make him be I, I the lead so, character of a, of a of a cool Agreed. story. Right. And then he happens to be gay instead and of f- furthermore. Why is this the first gay animated character? It's 2020. No, right. it's well, not. There's been Mr. A lot Garrison. Of gay... Mr. Garrison was on South Park for, in the 90s. for Disney. He it was, is and Pixar. And also, did you see Goof Troop? Did you see Goof Troop? Like half that movie was gay. They just weren't. They just didn't talk about it. 
Okay. Well, yeah. this well, is no, Pixar, that's what I'm saying, but, yeah. to me this is a this is a regressive choice by Pixar. I don't see I, I agree. The dad the dad the conflict with telling the dad who at the, <laughs> who at the end is going to obviously love him for who he is is right. a little bit is a little bit ridiculous. Well, no, I think he's going to shun him and kick him out of the family on a Pixar movie. Ursula <laughs> the little mermaid was gay. <laughs> no. Um Ursula, you think Ursula Yeah, would... she drives a Subaru. Ooh, okay. Ursula was definitely in, into other chicks. I found yeah. Ur- I found Ursula to be asexual. Like, mm, like no, maybe to you. Ur- Ursula Ur- Ursula is a, a rug muncher for well, sure. She's half uh, half octopus, <laughs> half human. Yeah. I, she's well versed yeah. in linguistics. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so I guess you just got to watch the watch the film to find out for yourself, guys. Uh, according to CNN, a new study released last year by the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, or GLAD. Um, found that only 18.4% of mainstream films released in 2018 included a LGBTQ character. None of Disney's releases last year had one, um, according to Glad. So, of course, this film is being met with mixed emotions on Twitter. None of Disney's. <laughs> no. Disney, come on, man. No, no. Um, lots of different but, comments but on Twitter. You wouldn't have Song of the South. Right. Huh? You wouldn't have 100% because you're looking, you're talking about like, I mean, the, what well, I don't know what the gay percentage of the of the overall population is, but you need you need more than zero percent. Uh, you, 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 than than you need more than zero percent. <laughs> <represent. laughs> also, I want I want to know who are the people that are going through and they're like, there's like borderline. They're like, is this part is the person gay or not? It flips it from nineteen percent to eighteen point four. Is like, this gay? This might have been might have been bi, might have been gay. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, like twenty three percent of what people 20, humans in America are gay. A quarter? Yeah, about a quarter. Wow. That seems... Or, 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 or you know, or, or experiment. Good for them. Okay, huh. yeah. Like I, I had a little statement here that, you know, obviously we don't give a fuck who you love. Uh, it's none of yeah. our business. So, um... Uh, one, of course, the comments were were um, you know mixed. Some most most were positive. Uh, one commenter had to be a dick though and post a gif of a baby throwing up underneath the the um, the uh, you know. Preview oh, that's for not going to be the last one. G- give me no. a break. The no. gays have seen worse than that than the baby. They've seen way on. worse. Yeah, but you know, um, so you know it's 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 going to be interesting when this thing finally comes out. But uh, you know, I think it's great. Um, let's talk about some steaks now, guys. Let's talk about some meat. Uh, Father's Day is coming up, so give Dad the gift he really wants this year. Perfectly aged, tender steaks. Omaha straight son. No, sorry. Omaha's going to love that. Um, (laughs) Omaha Steaks will deliver the world's best steaks and a huge variety of other... We're going to get an email on that one. Uh, I'm making fun of of Pixar, guys. (laughs) Omaha doesn't care. (laughs) What? Um, variety of other favorites directly to your dad's door. Um, Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher since 1917. You can order with complete confidence today and have peace of mind knowing that you're sending dad the very best. Right now, Omaha Steaks is offering our listeners access to a variety of amazing packages that are perfect to send dad for Father's Day. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code FACTOR. In the search bar, you'll see all of the great options available, many that include free shipping and a free one-pound package of their perfectly cured, incredibly thick, uh, amazing steaks. Applewood smoked steak cut bacon. Um, They sent us some, and holy shit, very delicious. Very. Uh, Get these steaks. Get these steaks for real. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, I've ordered Omaha steaks before they sent it to us, and they are fucking good. I was craving um, a steak. Not much more exciting than getting steaks. You know, like that's one of the top five gifts possible in the mail. Right. What could you get yeah. that's better than a steak? 
Baby is sex toy. Cash. And that's about it. If you were really I excited, ba- about I got a baby pool and steaks this weekend. I was on fucking that's cloud. That's pretty nine. good. A diploma. Yeah, Pretty good delivery. Um, so they have a variety of Father's Day packages that include world-famous Omaha steaks, naturally aged for at least 21 days for tenderness and hand-carved to perfection, burgers, franks, sausages, other favorites, perfect for grilling, premium poultry and pork cut by Omaha Steaks Butchers and individually sealed for freshness and flavor, tasty and easy to make, uh, side dishes, no work, one-step family meals, artisan desserts, much, much more. Right now, Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship, and many include free shipping and a free pound of steak-cut bacon. Mm. Um, yeah, looking for the perfect Father's Day gift? Omaha Steaks can help because we all know that dad doesn't want another tie. Dad wants steak. For a limited time, you can find a variety of packages filled with naturally good hand-carved, richly marbled Omaha Steaks and more. Perfect for dad's special day. That's the world's greatest steaks plus premium meats, easy meals, and so much more. Ready to ship and back by 100% money-back guarantee. Make Father's Day simple this year. Send dad the gift he really wants, Omaha Steaks. A lot of steaks. Mm. I, I couldn't imagine a dad wanting anything other than Omaha Steaks for Father's Day. No, well, I, got, I mean, unless he's a vegan, I guess. And right. and and me, I'm not a dad. I want him. I want more Omaha sticks. Just yeah, my dad's old. a vegetarian, yeah. but he, you know, what he's getting Omaha sticks. Yeah, well, because he'll admire them because they're a fine cut. Are yeah, you a, exactly. are you a dad, or do you know any dads? Uh, have you ever heard of a dad? <clears throat> then get yourself some Omaha sticks. Yeah, I'm exactly. gonna get myself some Omaha sticks. Yeah. Do you like beer? Do you like football? Do you yeah. like potato <laughs> chips? Why don't you come over and have some nachos and we'll watch some football and get your Mm -hmm. we'll grill some Omaha steaks. All right. One more story, everybody. And it's about Peruvian mayor, Jamie Rolando Urbina Torres. Uh, He's the mayor of Tantara, Peru. And uh, he was out getting hammered with friends last Monday night. Thing is, he was getting hammered with friends against his own lockdown orders in the town of Tantara. Uh, No, the mayor. The mayor, yep, uh, and the central central Chile or, or I mean Peru, sorry, had put out a lockdown, and then he was again. His town was locked down against his own orders. Out getting hammered last Monday night when the cops showed up to whatever bar or maybe just like drinking in the streets. I couldn't really tell. Um, they, uh, him and his buddies were getting hammered, and then the mayor laid down in a coffin, like laid himself down in an open face coffin with a uh, mask on to, I guess, protest his own arrest. Didn't make much sense at all. Just like, coffins was, hanging out on the street. Was hey he near, man, was he near just, a funeral yeah. home? Yeah. Look, I guess. When, when the mayor gets drunk, all bets are off. You know. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna do what he wants. I want yeah. you to go out gonna... and place coffins all over town because <laughs> yeah. we don't yeah. know what's gonna happen tonight. Yeah, I mean, Mayor Torres is a wild card. He's also come under fire uh, by the city in recent weeks for failing to open emergency quarantine shelters. Guess that's not important. He was had other things to do and failing to implement safety checks at places that are open, according to the local media, which, I mean, obviously, this mayor has lost it. Like, if there's one thing we've learned from the corona lockdown, it's that some people just fucking lose it Yeah. during corona lockdown. I mean, there's people trying to pet alligators on their first walks out. This mm-hmm. mayor's just getting blind drunk against his own fucking orders. Like, corona lockdown will break people, and uh, including this mayor. Pat's flying to New York and getting coronavirus tests. Some people. I got negative COVIDs, baby. Yeah. Negative Thank COVIDs. God. That's right. Negative COVIDs. Tune in. Hey, tune into radio mm. to hear more about that. I think we'll, we'll probably have a little discussion. Uh, and that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Don't forget. Go to SiriusXM.com to sign up to listen to Barstool Radio on Power 85 Sirius XM, where you can catch us. For free, at least through the end of May, 11 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Hopefully, Sirius remains free for longer than the end of May, and hopefully, we last on Barstool Radio for more than a week. 
We'll see. But none of that happens unless we all, you know, have fun on the podcast and the radio this week. As always, thank you for listening. If you want more Hard Factor than Sirius and the podcast, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Hard Factor News. Follow Hard Factor News, Barstool News Net, Hard Factor Mark, Hard Factor Pat, Hard Factor Wes, and Hard Factor Will on all social media outlets. And most importantly, go have yourself a great fucking day. See you later, yeah! Yeah, no, say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Okay, get out of here. I get no doubt, but I get all the